Uh, ooh, ooh, wow, that cracked. Let's start over there. A little phlegm in the throat. Jeez. <laughs> so, so that's what porn stars feel like. <laughs> All right, just take a couple seconds and go. Out of Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC with your host E Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you're about to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. there in Central City. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 118. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. To check out all the other great shows on our network that we associate with, uh, please head on over to BOF, click the podcast drop down, and see what everyone has to offer. You won't regret it, and you'll probably never check another network again. I'm your co-host on the other side of the Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I'm Peter Arvera. Today we're recording May 27th, 2023. As always, I have a great show for you today, but I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you've just won our Straight out of Gotham monthly contest, so please get those reviews in like your Rotten Tomatoes because we all know you like to be a critic. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who led the Aquanics to the 1997 NBA Aqua Finals, a BUF Junior contributor, Eric Holzman. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Yes, I had a good time. Aquanics. How long was the Aqua NBA in, in a round for? Because I feel like it was, it was one short-lived. Season. It was one season. How does it feel to be less successful than the WNBA? Well, at least I can say say that we had our moment in time and it was, you know, it was fun. You're kind of like Tommy Maddox and the LA Extreme. You know, you won that one XFL title and the league folded. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. At least I could say, you know, we're the all-time winningest team in Aqua NBA history. And... That's all that matters. I have that. To, I have to add that to the, the list of accomplishments. That you know, it was I mean, all you there. do is win and win championships. It's true. I was pitched. We were pitched this idea. I was just graduating. You know, I, I left right. I left a year early from college to to go to the Aqua NBA, and uh, you know, I I never looked back. I was. How did that affect your water polo career? It didn't. It, they were different seasons. You know, the Aqua NBA is is. Could you, Bo Jackson? Yeah, you know, so I, I was able to do both, okay, uh, and both effectively. So it was it was awesome. Really You're an unstoppable time. force. I met I met some really cool people doing it. Like, it was just a lot of fun, uh, and uh, you know, we we have our reunions every once in a while. We get together, yeah. me and the rest of the team. A lot of fun. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Speaking of meeting new people, um, was it, if you were living in the uh, North Carolina, Greater North Carolina area. And all of a sudden, your mom vanished for a weekend. Chances are she was at Eric's hotel room because uh, Eric was out getting it in. Uh, yeah, last weekend I went and uh, hung out with Mr. Ryan Haas uh, for the weekend and saw Fast 10 and ate a lot of bad Southern food that I would not normally eat. When I How was many cinnamon buns did you eat? No, I didn't have any, but I did have this. Really? I feel like you guys would have sh- at least had a cinnamon bun. You guys love those gigantic. Yeah, no, we didn't. 
They did have the one place we went to did have them, but I didn't get one. I figured I would be I'd be good. I got this cheesecake thing instead, which was very good, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but all, the thing we went, we ate at this breakfast with these bi- biscuits and dude, the biscuits you can't biscuits you and can't gravy. See it, but it was like it was no no no. This was a biscuit, probably about this round, this big. Like I'm showing Pete guys, so you can't see. It. So we're talking like you know we're talking about a burger sized biscuit. Pretty much, yeah. All right. And then it had the one I got had, um, what's it called? Cube steak on it, Ooh. with an egg on top of it. I smothered, love egg on. Oh yeah, smothered in beer cheese. What is beer cheese? You've never had beer cheese? I've never had beer cheese. Oh, it's <laughs> oh Kowalski. It's <laughs> it's basically it's like a dip, um, a cheese dip, but that's made with you put beer in it. It's got a little bit of a beer flavor to it, and uh, they okay. poured that on top of the. The, uh, the I'd love that on my cheesesteak. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like okay. there's some there's some restaurants that do have it on the menu um, if you go there. So you might be able to get it certain places. Pubs are some pubs are famous for it, but it's fantastic. And that was just ridiculous. Like that that place we went to is a small little diner, uh, but it was fantastic. And then I I kept trying to corrupt Haas and go to these uh, strip groups. Bur- breweries no oh. these breweries i kept trying to <laughs> so <laughs> so that, yeah last sunday uh what the day i left the day we went to this place we had an hour wait and there was a brewery in the same area so i went there beforehand so i was this drinking. is what he said he said you went full holzimon and just vanished yeah. on him for a little bit <laughs> i did i vanished for a bit and i went to the he, he found me but um gotta catch them all <laughs> yeah but it was fun it was a really good weekend a good good time good little escape to get away for a bit we also on the friday we went to this museum that they were showing the batman 66 movie and they had like what was two, like what was that like seen on the big screen it was it was different i'll say that it's it's something i've only ever seen on television mm-hmm. so it was cool watching it on a bigger screen it there's certain scenes in it are magnified obviously so you can see more of the screen at certain times so you notice things going on that i never i never noticed before but uh yeah man that thing that would be so ridiculous every time i watch it i say the same thing it's so ridiculous and they had the had this like q a session afterwards and the this woman who went who was on the promotional tours for the show who played Batgirl, it wasn't Yvonne Craig, it was this other guy, I forget her name. She was there. She was like answering questions and stuff. She's been to Comic-Cons and stuff like that. Mm. I can't remember her name. But uh, we've probably seen her before at, in New York Comic-Con, just didn't know who she was. But it was cool. She talked about uh, Adam West and Burt Ward and what they were like. And she said Burt Ward was really the the adult in all those situations. Like he was the one like, no, we have this to do, kept trying to keep them on schedule. And Adam West was too busy trying to get it in. Yeah, Adam West was too busy for <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's what she said. So it was cool. That was cool to hear. Get a little bit of history on that on that um their relationship. But yeah, I just had a good time. Good weekend. So next time you're gonna have Did to Did you come. play any Nintendo? I didn't, but Haas was playing the new Zelda game. And let me tell you that's a that's not your grandfather's Legend of Zelda. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not your gold cartridge Zelda. <laughs> no, no, no. It is cer- certainly not. The game looks so much fun. He said it's like three hundred hours of gameplay, some ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looked like yeah. I told him I said no. You play. I'll just I'll observe because it 
This is like watching a movie. It was great. Okay. All right. There you go. Eric likes to watch people play video games. He's a 15-year-old kid on YouTube. Seriously. My nephews do it. And I was thinking about that when I'm watching. I'm like, this is what my nephew does. Yeah, they watch other people play video games. Yeah, I'm like, I'm doing it. Instead of playing a two-player game, let me just watch you. I'm like, I always joke. I always joke with him about that. I said, and now I'm doing the exact same thing. So There you go. (laughs) The son becomes the father and the father the son. Seriously. So, um, Pete, we've been discussing something and something for the fans. So why don't you let's let's put it out there. Let's tell them what we've been talking about. And yeah, uh, we're going to do um, we're going to hold a, a contest and uh, we want to inv- well, basically the whole point is we want to invite a non podcaster on the show. So what you're going to do is and how you have to enter this contest is you're going to email us a audio file. At uh, what is it? Is it was it straight og at gmail.com? Straight og podcast, straight og podcast at gmail.com. You're gonna send us an audio file of why you like the show and why you think we should pick you. And uh, you know, as long as it sounds good, first of all, because we want you to submit the file because we want to make sure you have a mic, <laughs> we want to make sure you have all the equipment. Yes, so as long as it sounds good, we like your reasoning. If you're funny, if you got a good zing, like anything, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to kiss our ass, you just got to basically prove to us your auto quality is good. So, you know, whatever it is, as long as it's, you know, kind of piques our interest, we're going to select a winner from the submissions and we'll have you on before the end of the summer. But uh, yeah, that, that's kind of it. So we're just going to hold a contest and we're going to have a, a, not, a, a, a guest who is a true fan, not a member of another podcast or another network or anything like that, but basically just, just someone who listens, not yes. someone who's an active podcaster. So we want to, we want to just, you know, Pay it forward. Thank you for tuning in and giving us your download and your time and all the how many hours you've ever listened to us, and uh, give you some time to just shoot the shit. Yeah, so we will definitely uh, link, put all the information out on the social medias, so Twitter, Pete will Instagram because I'd never go on it. I don't even think I have the, <laughs> the credentials to get in. So people handle Instagram. I'll do Twitter and Facebook and the group guys. Um, definitely get those submissions in. Uh, this will be fun. Uh, we like to interact with our fans, so it'll be fun to actually have one of you on and and uh, invite you into the madness that we call Straight Out of Gotham. It's mm-hmm. have a lot of fun, so it'll be fun to add you guys to the mix. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into the our, our weekly topics, and we're going to start with uh, the CW. Actually, we're going to start with the Flash. Uh, the Flash ended this past ended. week. It's over. Yes, it ended uh, ninth, its nine season run on the CW. Uh, ties Arrow for the you know little series length, same amount of time. Both did nine years. Uh, I don't know episode wise if it's the same I amount. I thought Arrow did eight. I think you might be right. I think Arrow might have only done eight. So, so yeah. So, but it's on. It's finished. It's done. Uh, so, Pete, I will let you go first. And you could talk about what you thought of uh, season nine as a whole, and then the the four the four part finale that they did. I think I think season nine is kind of a microcosm of nine seasons of the Flash. I think there's some really good episodes. I think there's some fluff. I think there's some crap. But overall, like I enjoyed the hell out of everything. To be honest with you, I mean, 
the Red Death was probably the crap, <laughs> you know. But still, it was so insane and so ridiculous, and something only the CW could do. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, a New World was really fantastic. I thought it was a wonderful way to get as many people involved over the nine years as you could in those four episodes. There are a few people missing. Uh, obviously, Cisco Carlos Valdez was not in there, right? Um, and I think there was maybe one other character. Oh, who was it? I forget who it was, but I, I think they said that they tried to get like uh, what's his name, Damien Dismachelson. You know, he's uh, the Damien Dismachelson. Yeah, yeah, like he was one of the one of the cameos they wanted to get, but they couldn't believe. Um, so I, I think they did a fantastic job cramming as much as they did in the four episodes. I could do a whole hell. Of a lot. I I didn't. Characters like Cecile and Allegra, I didn't need much. They got their times to shine, though. Um, you know, the, the, those are probably some of the things that I didn't like, you know. But overall, I thought the Barry and Iris stuff was really cool. And to tie it all in together, the final episode to bring back all the speedster villains. Basically, they brought back everybody but the thinker. So they brought back all the speedster villains for one giant final fight. And uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Thawne came back. And yeah. it was kind of it – was, it was a cool way to conclude everything. It really was. I think they did a good job – for their continuity and what they're known for. And it could have been a hell of a lot worse, but it just, I'll tell you what, man, Tuesdays aren't going to be the same after these nine years. Like I remember the first seven years, me and my buddy Connor watched every episode for seven years, you know, <laughs> until he, uh, until he moved until I yeah. moved and then he moved and then things just got really crazy. And, you know, it's, that show always have a special place in my heart, you know, especially cause it, it debuted at a time where there wasn't much. Oh, I believe it was just arrow. Yeah. Pretty and I do think, and I've discussed this with Haas. I think that if, I think the show would actually have been received better if it debuted, probably like I'd say even ten years earlier, because I think it catches a lot of heat because there's just so many options right now. Whereas I think small, it's just as good as Smallville. But if you put Smallville next to uh, all these other shows in this continuity now, I bet you Smallville gets ripped apart for its cheesy vest Fair. and its ridiculousness. So. You know, I, I think in the time frame, because there's just so much going on, people could critique it in a way. Whereas if it was just the only option, people, I think a lot more people would have loved it, even though a lot of people do love it for, for what it is. But that, that, that I'm just, I think sometimes it gets a bad rap, but you know, it, it's not the best, but I, I, they did a damn good job in my opinion. And I, I'll always love the, the CW universe and what it brought. Cause I, I had a lot of fun with it. It really was a fun ride for nine years, 10 years. How, I mean, yeah, 10 years. Cause I always started a year before. So yep. It's been a it's been a really fun decade, you know, between Arrow, Black Lightning, Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. All those crossovers were fun, you mm -hmm. know. Like that was cool at a time where we didn't think we can get DC to cross over anything. They had a whole network doing it. I know so that was that was a good time, you know. And you know, it, yeah, some things dipped in quality, like Supergirl dipped at the end, and even Black Lightning a little bit at the three season run and. You know, Batwoman just got started <laughs> for its final season, in my opinion. But um, you know, it, it was a good run, and I, I appreciate it. And you know, I'll still watch these shows. I mean, I watch you know all nine seasons of The Flash, but there are episodes, season two, stuff like that. Like I can nitpick my favorite episode from any one of these shows and really enjoy it. Yeah, from what from where the show began to where it ended, uh, to me, is a huge cavern of of quality. <laughs> Early on in the show, towards the end, uh, I told you guys I didn't really watch after season five, I think it was. And then I picked up this season because I knew it was the final season. So I figured I'd watch it. So I came into this season not knowing who Allegra was, who Chuck was, 
who like I had no idea who these people were. So um, I kind of wish it would have stayed that way. I knew who Cecile was vaguely, but I didn't know she had powers. And now all of a sudden she has powers. Like it was very, very weird watching this season, not knowing all of the, the backstory uh, of some of That'd these characters. Reading. Google it. But, but I, to be honest, I kind of wish they would have just stuck with, they would have figured something out to keep Cisco on and, and just the original people to the sh- on the show, because that's what made the show good to me. Uh, early on in, in those first few years, I know it would have been crazy to keep like Harrison Wells and and still in the show, even though he was back. Like he came back in the in the, in the final episode. He's um, been, he makes he's made appearances. He yep. never really went away. Yeah, and he a, has he like different roles up. and he's different things too. Like he was he's a bunch oh, of different Wells. There was different Wells at one point, you right? Know, like so. Well, I, 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 at one point, you were kind of like, "Can we just move on from the Wells?" Stuff? <laughs> you know, like you're like, "I wish they kept Harrison Wells." Meanwhile, I was like, "You don't understand because you missed those two seasons where there were different Wells everywhere." At one point, you're like, "Enough see, with the Wells." See, maybe I would have. Maybe if I watched it, I would have been there. But it was cool yeah. to see him back. Uh, you know, Tom Cavanaugh played a good villain. Like whoever, yeah. You know, Ezra always had. I, I, I do think uh, Grant did great as Barry, and I think Ezra has big food, big boots to fill i just naturally i mean he had nine seasons you know like right. that's that's a lot and I, I think the same will go whoever gets cast as the new reverse flash because i think kavanaugh did a fantastic job yeah he was great he he was the first season the first well two as, seasons uh, what was it eric lancher wasn't that is another guy's other name who played the other version of the reverse flash like they both yeah. did a hell of a job yep yep and it was good to see uh eddie back like that was cool how they kept flashing back. Really, the last four episodes are really mostly a flashback to season one. At least that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? It's, it's heavily involved. It's heavily involved season one, season two, like that yeah. era of Flash. And you know that's probably the best the show's ever been, in yes. my opinion. Season two, uh, season one, and season two. I'll give you that. Like it's def- the show's definitely better earlier on. Yeah, hundred percent. Like once the casting changes, it definitely takes a little bit of a dip. Because but, you know, Chuck isn't as good as Cisco, and right. I care less about Allegra. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Again, I don't and know then they how put them together, and I'm like, oh, this is. I didn't. I could care less about this. <laughs> I didn't know how, like, how she came to be. So, like, just watching her was weird for me this season. It was like a villain at one point. They turned her. And she had like a cousin who was a bad girl, and it was a long journey, a lot okay. of fluff. Right. <laughs> the one thing I will say is, as far as performances go, I thought I will that Grant Gustin and Candace Patton were the same the entire nine years. Uh, and I think since the show is basically about them, at least I could tell later on in the seasons when they put them together, it kind of became a soap opera about Barry and Iris. Yeah. And I, right. And I think that's kind of why I kind of veered away because I saw it going that way. And I was like, I know they're together in the comics and I know all of that is real. But seeing it play out on screen was a little different. Uh, so I think that's kind of why I veered away from the show because it was getting too soap opery for me at that point. But I will say their performances have were consistent through all the nine seasons. I thought they had great chemistry on screen for both mm-hmm. of them. Uh, that to see their arc kind of come to an end uh, was very, very. That part was fulfilling. As anyone who's ever watched the show, I think it was fulfilling to see that that their arc end on um, on that the note that it ended on. Uh, a lot of the things that Barry had foreseen happen in the future that he knew happened did happen, and we still don't know. Uh, if all the bad stuff's going to happen, right? Because all the stuff that he found. Well, the timeline changed and everything. Right. Apparently, that's never going to happen. You know, like. But I will say this. 
having Nora holding baby Nora herself, that was a little strange. Like that, that was a little that was a little much for me watching this. I'm like, she's holding herself. And not I was going, they, yeah, they were. They definitely were like, and they were self conscious about it too. She's like, "Is this? Am I breaking like time barrier laws?" Mm-hmm. And like, it's like you know, they had fun with it. So yeah, they did. That I was like strange. Um, it was. I wish they could have brought everything this back. season with uh, Danielle Panabaker's character Keon was just like, oh god, why is this? What but is see, this? I agree with you. Uh, I thought it was cool how I'm spoiling the shit out of this guy, so I don't care if you. You haven't seen it yet or not? I thought it was cool how they made her, but she came back as Caitlyn. Caitlyn came. Yeah, it was just it's, yeah. it's just. I don't know, this is so strange. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I, don't I know feel what like you guys are doing well. Apparently, there was a li- bigger arc for the character. Well, yeah, um, remember this is only thirteen seasons. That's how they agreed to get Grant to come back to do a ninth season, or, or right. Grant was going to call it, you know, call it quits. Right. Um, so they did thirteen instead of their normal like twenty two episode season. So Correct. a lot of things were cut, and uh, you know they even had plans for a season ten if it was going to go that way, which sounded cool to be honest. Um, so yeah, apparently, I mean. They were supposed to do – they were going to do some other crossover events, and one of them was The Blackest Night. Uh-huh. Which would be interesting because they don't have really Green Lanterns. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. When I read that, I was like, but there's no Green Lantern. So what were they – But they did have Deathstorm and they, you know, I don't yep. know. So I would have been interested to see how they would have tried to pull it off. Maybe this would have been the chance to introduce Green Lantern. Right. I don't know. Maybe that would have been – because they talked – then he talked about doing um, The Forever War. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was another one. Um, because he wanted to, and they said they were good. His original, the showrunner, I forget his name. What's his name? Uh, hold on. I can't remember. Uh, Eric Wallace. He said that his original thought was to do a crossover, not only with the CW people, but with Titans and Stargirl. Uh, you know, and we did get some of that in Titans, right? In this last season of Titans, Mm -hmm. we got some of that. So... All in all, I agree with you on the CW, Pete. I think so are we fully – do we now fully believe that Titans takes place in the Arrowverse? It must. Right? It must. So that's that Batman? Yeah, I guess so. So then Batwoman is in – It's just, I don't know. Like it's – where is – I guess it's got to be a timeline thing. I can't, I can't imagine them being in the same universe. Yeah, I mean Titans kind of – Pulls them in from different timelines, right? Like yeah. these boys going through different timelines. So it could be wherever uh, that they had to be for, for the show to work. But I do agree with you about the CW all in all, uh, the DC shows. Uh, they were they were around in a time where DC on film was kind of like up in the air. Not really sure what was like, going think on. About it, like, was it Arrow debuted in 13? No, it was before then. Was it? 11, I think. 2011 with a flash debut in 14. Uh, I can't remember, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, because I'm saying that, that if you look at the timelines, it's definitely the best DC content probably for a while up until Wonder Woman because everything was so divided, you know, split. 2012 it started, so it started in 2012. So, yeah, so you're, you're basically having the Snyderverse and the CW verse kind of going head to head against each other, and you know. This, it's this. It seems like the things over well, at the CW were a little bit more smoother. Right. Well, at first, obviously, they weren't. They didn't pick characters that they were going to use on screen. Um, on big screen. So, like, there was no Superman until later on, mm-hmm. until Supergirl. You know, we're, yeah, we're deep into the. the and that doesn't version. start. That doesn't start till a year after the Flash. Right. 
And it started on CBS, if you yes, remember. It, it was a CBS show. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And I feel like it gave it gave a, the younger generation who maybe the m- movies were a little bit too mature for, it gave them something to watch because the shows were very much geared towards that, towards that specific age group. Uh, and that's another reason why I don't think uh, it's for me anymore, just because I'm so much older. I don't. I can't relate to a lot of the things. I don't care about these little puppy love relationships that the, <laughs> the characters are having. And I, but I know that young kids get into that. So Eric, if there's one thing you love, it's puppy love. Oh no. Because I, I, I heard you were doing the puppy eyes down North Carolina. <laughs> and I heard them ladies love- were drooling over you like biscuits and gravy. They're like, uh, we just do that champion in Long Island. Come over here. Let me see that Long Island boy. I hope they didn't sound like that. Cause I hope I was, they didn't either. I was a little drunk then. If that, I was, like, oh, <laughs> I was like, she drinks Bud Light. <laughs> I mean, I love puppies. I'll say that I do love puppies. Uh, I don't. If you don't love puppies, hey, evil. What are you drinking? Come over here. Oh, don't touch it. No, they better not sound like that either. Uh, that that not gonna, not gonna work. Oh, you're the champion of Long Island. I heard about you on Straight Outta Gotham. <sighs> Oh, man. Now you make me forget my point. Totally forget my point. The point is, you're rather spreading the seed. The point is... Pain in the weeds. The point is, thank God... In a lot of ways, I want to say thank God the CW's over. (laughs) These shows are over. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they took a dip. Yeah, even Even though we have Superman and Lois still and Gotham Knights, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh... Boy, the fans are really back in that show. <laughs> Dude, it is a little crazy how I'm having isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? Gotham Knights is fun because it's it's different. It's 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 bad, bad. but it's enjoyable it's because you're just sitting there laughing. You're like, ah, oh, this is ridiculous. I can't believe they made this. But you said that it, it's I can watch it and have a good chuckle and enjoy it. And like, you know, there's some moments where you're like, oh wow. At least I'll say this. I'll say this. I originally said that it was a lot better than Gotham. Now it's only slightly better than Gotham for me. <laughs> because, man. Uh, I, I admit I am behind. I'm probably two episodes behind. Okay. I won't but say now, anything. Now the Flash is done. I can catch up on Gotham Knights. I, I'm, I'm actually behind on Titans as well. I know Titans ended months ago. Yeah, I watched. I did watch all of it. I, I the last episode I saw was the Beast Boy episode, so I have which to is which is arguably the best episode of the season. So I think it's actually the best. Yeah, it's funny. I think the episode stinks because I don't like the episode. I liked what they did at the end. Okay, so I like how they pulled it off. I just didn't like how they got there, in okay. my opinion. And I'm a big Niambi guy. Like me and Niambi are friends. Like I can't. I, I feel bad for the dudes. I'm just, like criticizing his work, but we're good dudes. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was great that one but But yeah uh, it's it's definitely one of the better moments of that show you know um but yeah like i gotta catch up on my my, i've been so focused on flash and work dude gotham knights i'll say this i'll say this it it's consistent in that it knows what it's doing and it stays there i'll give it that that's why that's why that's how i can enjoy it yeah it doesn't try and be something it's not and I've never once said this was like Sopranos right. or like Cheers. I never said once said this was like going to be game changing television. All I said was take the stick out of your asses, watch the show, <laughs> and just enjoy it for its ridiculousness. Just, just that's it. It's it's not the worst thing in the world. It's the stupid Batman related thing that you could just as someone 
and drink for every time you think it's ridiculous. And by the end, you're drunk. That, actually, and as someone who enjoys the Court of Owls storyline, though, and and that whole run, uh, this is very tough to watch. <laughs> it's very tough to watching watch. this Alan, like his, his bones are broken and he comes back. I was like, this looks like this, like that part of like, this is like, uh, what's it called? Oh, what was the name? Uh, Tales from the Crypt at the end when it got yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes it's like that. And then Harvey's out there just sleeping around. I love it. And I, I've, been that, reading I've been reading Steve's recaps. I'm really excited for what they're doing because it sounds absurd. But I will say doing Harvey Dent the way they're doing it is a is really, really smart. And it's a way that it could have worked. It could have worked on the big screen too. Like they definitely could have done something like this and people could have bought it. So it's I, I think it's genius. Weird Bruce being dead. It's weird having Harvey and not Bruce. Well, like the I, two kind of go hand in hand. You know, it, it's they that created like, a child. They created a child for the show. Masculine <laughs> child. I come here, Don Corleone, and I wish your daughter and a husband a lovely family and a wonderful child. May he be a masculine <laughs> child. That's yes. not how it goes. But, well, no, yeah. but that's who they what they did. They created an entirely new character, Turner. Yeah, Taylor, Turner, Taylor, Turner, and that's why the show worked. I beat Tina Turner. Oh yeah, that's true too. I beat okay. Tina. But apparently, my feelings are not shared by the majority of fans, though, because there is only a- the majority of people in the Batman on Film Facebook group. <laughs> Sucks to suck, suckers. <laughs> what? Because everyone's always giving me shit about that show, and I, I enjoy it. And now I'm like, the fans are backing us. No death threats, no hashtags, just good, clean fun. It's bad, though. Like, it's fine. Good. It's okay. It's on the CW. Nobody's watching it. <laughs> mm, I guess. The only people who are watching it are the same people who listen to our podcast. It's the same audience. <laughs> That's true. The same. Well, I don't. But not even them. Like not even they're watching it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's. Yeah, it's not good. Is it bad for the brand? No. Why? Because no one knows it exists. It's not bad for the brand because it's it's so off brand. Yeah, you can make a nice, you can make a case that they just took like little snippets and like okay, we're to yeah. This is like together. this is like this is a, basically the equivalent of Birds of Prey. Yes. Oh, we can do this. We can do that. It's not really Batman, but it's kind of like Batman. It's just, exactly. It's essentially the same philosophy. I mean, Duella is a great character. Like she's fantastic. That is. I a think the girl who plays Robin's really good, Carrie Kelly. I think she's fantastic. The little Robin girl. I wish they would give her an actual suit. She deserves more of a Robin suit than Tim Lacurgo, whatever his name is. You'll see. She gets. She does get enhancements coming in the next couple episodes. So you will see some. Oh, they slowly some been, changes. She recently got goggles. So. Yes. So she, she. They're. They're going there. If there's a second season, she might piece by piece get finally get a complete Robin suit. I have no idea. But um, yeah, the fans love it. It's. It's like. Fans are backing it, even though it's a twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's really it does kind of have a, a BVS type following, right? Like fans, fans love it. Cult following, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are cult following. It, it does have that, uh, and fans are fighting for it. They want it to stay around. Uh, which... G K G Gotham Knights groupies, bitches. <laughs> yep, that's what we're calling them. Uh, yeah, so. Who knows? There still obviously hasn't been any decision made on the CW shows, the DC to CW shows. 
which which almost sounds kind of damning in my ears. Yeah, well, no decision is almost as bad as a decision <laughs> if you're not saying it publicly. Well, Brad Schwartz, who is the president of entertainment at the CW, said that all of those shows are still on the bubble. Um, he, this is what he said. We're still looking at those, analyzing these shows and looking at our budgets in 2024. We love all of those shows and they all do very well for us in different ways. We will be making decisions on those probably sooner than later. He did also say that Superman and Lois was one of the stronger one of their strongest shows. So it sounds like if they keep any of them, it will be Superman and Lois. So I don't know uh, how you all feel about that. Gotham Knights uh, fans. We'll see what the GKG has to say, (laughs) but also all American um, homecoming is another one that apparently is also on the chopping block. Uh, So we will see what happens, but still no decision there. And if there is a season, it wouldn't be until early 2024, maybe even now mid or to late 2024 because of the writer's strike. So who even knows what's going on there? All I know is Gotham Knights has the backing of a fan base filled with passion and heart. Airs. And you people, all of you, didn't believe me that it would happen. Did it? Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? That we'd all love the show. Everyone would talk about it, regardless of how good it was. And that's what's happened. Word of mouth is kicked out. People are interested. They find the show interesting enough to keep watching. People find it interesting enough to enjoy. And now they're interested enough to fight for it. We've got a smash hit in our hands. The Knights are back. Mm-hmm. Woo! Okay. Yeah, I... I oh, baby. I, 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 go! I don't concur, but okay. That's it. But honestly, no, I mean, if they keep it around, great. Fantastic. I'll, I don't if know if it, I'll keep it. If Gotham Knights beats Superman and Lois, it is going to break the internet. People are going to complain for 24 hours, only 24 hours, because something new will pop up the next day. And people will complain loudly for 24 hours. Why can't they just do this as like a straight to streaming CW show? Right, like have let have let us have it. They used to have what was called the CW Seed. I think that right. was a streaming only app. Yeah, that had Why their own stuff. Throw it there. I don't know. Maybe it's too expensive. Maybe it's like a it's a quadruple. Hold on player. a minute. Time out. We were just talking about how Carrie Kelly doesn't even have a, a legitimate Robin suit, and you're telling me it's too expensive to make. Did you see the Batman mask they put on Bruce Wayne? <laughs> Like, yeah, but I, maybe it's just that weird limbo where it's it's too expensive for streaming. You know, like, I don't, I have no idea. But like, I, I I don't know like budgets and stuff. So I'm just trying to think like why they wouldn't do that. But like, who else? Like, would Netflix make this show? I don't know. There was a time they would have. I don't know would if they that, would now. Would they license it out? Like with the writer strike, are they even like? Is this show just going to come out and just yeah, you, know, you know, whatever? I don't know, but unfortunately, we won't know. Uh, for the time being, we don't know. We don't know what's. All going I on. know is the fans are backing it. The fans they are vocal, are. and uh, I told you this is going to happen. <laughs> All right, Pete, you can have your pat on the back. That's right. Uh, both hands, up. please. Both shoulders. Got two of them. Might as well use them. Well, the writer's strike is impacting other things, and one of those things is uh, Marvel's Thunderbolts. So it was supposed to start shooting next month in Atlanta, but because of the writer's strike, that is not happening. So, man, this writer's strike, I think this, 
Is it just because I'm older now, or does this seem like it's impacting way more things than it was in 2007? I think it's the way we get information now. We just know more. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just think that we just have access to this information where before, that was in the very early stages of social media. So we didn't get stuff as quickly, but now we know things immediately. So my favorite story from like the writer's strike of 07 is Nolan and Bale walking into Burbank saying Justice League Mortal done. No, not till I'm finished. <laughs> then they were like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> There's really nothing else to say. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, no, that's my favorite story. I do think it's cool that we're seeing like Matt Reeves pick it with them, and then apparently Colin Farrell was picking. Yeah, because because Susan the Sarandon is in Blue uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, was picking. Yeah, well, the Penguin actually shut down uh, because of the picketers being there where they were sh- shooting. So they were supposed to it shoot. shut down for a significant time. Almost four days. I know there's conflicting reports. Some people saying it was only one day. Right. Some were saying it's four, but it was, it was Tuesday through Thursday. Yes. So it, and then you know, Colin's been picketing on the front lines in New York because yep. that's where they're filming. Um, so you know, unless he doesn't have a scene that day, <laughs> I guess he's you're not shooting without him or whatever. But um, you know, the, the, it's affected the Penguin. Yeah, it has. I mean, the the shoots have been staggered, as you said. Uh, they shut down for four days. Um, they were supposed to then shoot apparently on Friday, uh, and they they did, or they started to to do the shoot. But they were shut down on Tuesday through and Wednesday. They were supposed to be shooting in Harlem, and the picketers showed up first, so the shoot didn't happen. So this is maybe that's how you get a good look at the set. You just kind of pick up a picket sign and see how far you can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it sucks in a lot of ways. Um, it sucks, but I'm totally with the writers on this. Oh, I am too. Yeah, I, no, I totally agree with them. We kind of gave uh, a quick breakdown of what the the how far the gap was last on the last show. Remember, we spoke about they wanted like eight hundred. It was something like four four or five hundred million, and then the the producers were offering like fifty or some. I forget the exact numbers, but it was some kind of weird gap in um in pay or in total compensation so i don't know if they've come any closer i I haven't been keeping tabs on the negotiations but if they're even negotiating i don't even know if that's happening so the one thing that actually doesn't seem to be affected by the writer's strike is deadpool yes they're going for it yes deadpool is continuing they're saying that they can't do any improv, <laughs> which is crazy because that's what Ryan Reynolds. It's like Ryan Reynolds and Bill Murray are known for their improvisational skills. I know. That I don't think Ryan Reynolds sense. sticks to the script at all. Like I don't like shut. <laughs> I think you should just shut it down. Yeah, it, that when I read that, I was like, really? They're not allowing any improv. Uh, I, does that mean? I guess because that means you're rewriting the script, technically. Yes, I think, the and plot. then. Yes, you don't know and then, getting you a piece of paper. I don't know. Right, and if the improv becomes part of the script, or they have to f- write it into the script, then there's obviously script writing going on there, and I think that's the reason why. So what probably is going to happen is they'll keep shooting, and they'll sh- keep shooting Deadpool during the strike, and then uh, whatever happens, they won't. If there is improv, they won't do it till after the strike is is a. Uh, 
done. Interesting. That's what. That's my guess. I read that. I found that interesting. That it's funny because it's it's a Marvel production. Yes. You have an actor who relies heavily on his quips and his you know his basically his his quick thinking. Yes. But Thunderbolts is shut down. Echo is shut down. Daredevil shut down. Deadpool keep going. <laughs> it just make well, sense. Echo's not really shut down. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I guess you're right. Echo's not. Echo's, I think it's done. Actually, Echo was being shut down. Yeah, Echo. Well, Echo should have been apparently shut down. Yeah, apparently, Echo should have never been made. From what I heard. Or yeah. Read. So Jeff. So Jeff Snyder from the Hot Mike podcast, and I'm sure a lot of you follow him on Twitter. Um, he was recently on the podcast talking about the production, and he said, "This is what he said. Um, he heard the show was. I heard the show was kind of plagued by issues throughout production. I heard it was a mess, and that the show came in so bad that they basically had to reshoot the entire thing." I'm told that they originally shot eight, eight episodes and Kevin Feige thought it was unreleasable. So they talked about cutting it down to four or six in, in post, but then they ended up reshooting the whole thing. So they don't know how many episodes it actually is. So they were shot like two, they shot like two seasons. Yeah. And Feige was not happy with what they had. Uh, so. That's interesting. Echo and Blade have been big problems for them. Apparently. I know. I don't know what it is, but. Apparently everything's on the you know, on the way back to being okay. It's gonna come out eventually, but yeah, the uh, Kevin Feige. When you hear that he like no, I know he gives notes and stuff on things, but when he's basically like, no, we have to reshoot the entire thing. That's pretty bad. That's pretty yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, just, I, TV shows are a lot of work. Yeah, like, all, any production, any live production is a lot of work. But I mean to reshoot. A whole season. This, this sounds like a Justice League level mess. It does. If you're, re- I mean, let's be honest. Remember, everyone criticized everybody because they can't reshoot Justice League in all this amount of time. And that's basically what they did. They reshot the whole movie. I, I can't imagine when it's re- like reshooting an entire TV show. I mean, that's it's a movie takes months to make. You know, like a TV show is how many? I mean, geez, eight episodes at least an hour. Eight hours, Christ. Right, so it's probably double that shoot time, or you know. Yeah. So yeah, so you figure that's a good whatever they shot, it. and I, I mean, I just wonder how bad it was. Now I kind of want to know how bad it was. <laughs> I kind of want to see the original, the it's original the new Batgirl, Echo, yeah, the new like, Batgirl. I want to see how bad it actually was because, again, I know Kevin Feige is, you know, he he has his hands in everything and he's allowed to do that, but to basically say, yeah, nah, this is doesn't work at all. Uh, that's, I, if I was the director and the writer, I'd have been like, "Yeah, okay, what the hell?" <laughs> but we'll see. It's, it's also interesting because he's very hands-on. So for it to get to, it makes me how much wonder how much he was actually paying attention to this. If it got to the dailies or the you know to his to his desk, and he was like, "Yeah, we can't do this." Like, how, like how much are you actually paying attention to what's going on here? Right. I'm I mean they had so many things going on probably while this was being shot. Well, that's so, why we also we've heard months ago like they're considering letting their load. They've yes. said they're going to st- slow down a little bit. It, maybe things maybe things just maybe they just bit off more than they can chew within the last 2-3 years. Very fair. That's a very fair point. It's very possible. And a lot of people seem to agree because the quality of the MCU seems to have dipped to the point where people are not happy with it. Yeah, a lot of people had issues with She-Hulk. A lot of people had issues with Ant-Man. A lot of people had issues with Doctor uh, Strange. Doctor Str- 
which I don't get because I love. I don't it. either. I loved it, but I haven't seen Guardians. It, it seems mostly positive. Yes. Um. Yeah. Hawkeye was Hawkeye made it out pretty good. No. Spider Man. Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder was mixed. Yep. So, you know, Wakanda Forever, while people liked it, they, I, 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 it wasn't I, the first one, right? Like, yeah, it wasn't, it was anywhere near that. And for obvious, for obvious reasons. Right. Um, so yeah, the MCU kind of, you know, Moon Knight, it was not, but a lot great. of people, yeah, it's another one. People had problems with Moon Knight as well. Yeah. So, uh, they've taken a couple of hits to the armor here. Yeah. Usually they don't get any backtrack or criticism, but lately it seems like everyone's just, you know, Happy with DC and upset with Marvel. That's weird. I feel like, yeah, well, that happens. When when you raise the bar, everyone expects you having to meet or exceed the bar. And if you do subpar work. for DC has been very low. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for how, how long have we gone into DC movies just being like, I just hope it's entertaining. Like that's what we that's kind of what the mantra has been. Like it doesn't have to be the greatest movie ever. I just hope it's it's fun to watch, which you know, some of them have been. Yeah, I said about Black Adam, no one agreed with me. I did. I agreed with you. Yeah, I still enjoy that movie. Shazam too as well. I enjoyed it. Shazam's great. I so so yeah, I mean, you know. Well, one movie that is coming, now it's three weeks away, uh, is The Flash. Oh God. And they we have sure. had now there have been some early screenings that people have gotten to see. Um, apparently, everything we heard going in has been uh, confirmed by most of the fans. They love it. Uh, it's been. We have friends who have seen it who have said it's fantastic. Who they love it. It's they none none of them have gone. What James Gunn said it's the best comic book movie ever made. But well, it's harder to it's hard to beat Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> That's true, which is the best ever. Define it down. Masterpiece. Ever. Masterpiece. Fantastic. Anyway, uh, apparently there's a lot of uh, this movie revolves around the mother son relationship very much. That's what we're getting from some of the stuff we're reading. Uh, some of the fans have said that if you love your mother, go see this movie. Uh, so that's an interesting little thing. A tidbit that they dropped that maybe gives a little bit more insight as to how much the movie revolves around family and all of that. So I don't know, but yes, it's being everyone who's seen it. Everyone loves it. Apparently, it's not finished. There's going to be yeah. There's going to be stuff added to it. Um, You know, the people who saw the advanced screening did not see the final film. Apparently, there's there's a there's post credit scene stuff being added. So. You know, that sounds like great for fun. It get, get, kind of gets you back in there for a second viewing. If you saw it already, I know I'm going to see it on the uh, 15th. At 3. I will as well. Yes, I will be Also, programming note, come June 1st, Straight Outta Gotham is going to go flash black. Uh, social media is going to probably be absent, so don't check the Twitter feed because I, I know so many little monsters are trying to spoil things on Twitter, and I won't let you do it. I'm just not going to log on to the app. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> you could be an asshole all you want. I'm not going to participate. So there. So just if you rely on the feeds for anything, just know we're going black uh, June 1st. The next time you'll hear from us will be the 17th when we do our post-flash show. We've been doing mostly two-week episodes anyway, so we'll extend it a week just so nobody screws it with me. And I'm talking about you, Zednik. You like to spoil movies. You <laughs> so I'm, I'm keep my eyes out for those two. I'm not going completely black. I'm not going completely black. black. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't risk it. It's already out there. I'm already risking it. I've muted m- almost everything I could mute regarding this film, so I'm pretty safe. Unless someone sh- like the only time that it gets past that is when someone you know shares it. 
that I don't understand that, but that seems to happen when someone is a friend or a follower and they share something. I'm sticking to Instagram and Hasbulla, and I'll be fine for three weeks. <laughs> so I'm not because well, I have other reasons to be on Twitter. So that's not why I'm. That's why I'm. I don't even think the Flash is coming out in Dagestan, so Hasbulla doesn't even know about it. That's true. He's probably gotten to one. He probably got to see one of the early fan screenings, though. He probably saw it in Dubai. Yeah, possibly. He's amazing. So he's he is he's four feet of amazing. He's the yeah. Like I said, if you're having a bad day, just watch one of his videos and you'll smile and laugh. He's, he's absolutely incredible. It is. I can watch that little little run jump into a pool all day. <laughs> also, because of Hasbulla, I really I can speak some Russian. Oh, nice. Yeah, bomba means awesome. Nice. That's I didn't even know that. That's all I got. Bomba. See. <laughs> Another thing that's coming and that I'm really looking forward to, uh, and we talked about this a little bit on the last show, is Secret Invasion. Uh, that's Ooh. the one Marvel property I think both of us are very, very excited about. Uh, and Don Cheadle, who obviously plays War Machine, uh, Colonel Rhodes, recently spoke about uh, his role in the show and how it's different than what we've seen uh, from Rhodey in the past. So he said, Rhodey's got a new role in this one. Our very first scene is Rhodey and Nick Fury locking horns. Rhodey isn't an adversary, but he's being more adversarial than he has been before. That's always been Rhodey's cross to bear. Is he going to stay within the confines of being a military man following the chain of command, or is he going outside the box? So they we've seen we've obviously seen the trailer. If you've seen the trailer, if you've seen clips of him, and there's the one clip of him and Fury speaking. Uh, so we know that. But this is kind of like Tony's role in Civil War. Right, like I was getting Civil War and like Iron Man two vibes from this kind of like the, how he describes Rhodey. Right, that's kind of what I was getting at. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm really anticipating uh, seeing that relationship because in the in most of the MCU they're obviously on the same wavelength, but this one they're clearly not. So it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Uh, in the film, I'm sorry, in the show, it was supposed to be a film in the show. So yeah, it's going to be a very, very cool. Uh, I wonder what to the roadie to uh, War Machine ratio is going to be. That's fair. You know, uh, I'm interested because I, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of War Machine. I think it's just going to be roadie. Probably, we'll probably get more of Cheadle uh, just being roadie, and that's that's awesome like i it like, I like context, role, like, so. it just fits the context of what the story's kind of about like this this feels very espionage thriller government kind of corruption type deal right like right what they're basically trying to do is is rehome the scrolls uh in this based off of what we know from the everything that happened in captain marvel and and post that movie. so that's basically what the show is about. And as we know, if you know the, the comic storyline, that's the secret invasion that we're talking about. You know, I recently read that for the first time not too long ago. I was not impressed with it. Okay. Because I remember I remember Secret Invasion when it came out. I think it was like 07. And it was huge, huge to do. And I just didn't have a whole lot of money in 07 to spend mm -hmm. on comic books, right? Like I was, you know, it was just, it was just a lifeguard. <laughs> I was making a lot of money. So I had to be a little more picky. But yeah, so I finally read it and I was not really impressed. And it's a Bendis book. And so I'm interested to see what the show brings to the table. Yeah, it's a. How can I put this? It's like a fine souffle I baked for three <laughs> and a half hours, Holzman style in my oven. No, it's a, it's a different kind of a story. So. I think it's it's not something that we're used to 
uh, consuming in the in the Marvel type Attack thing. Of the so, Clones. Not, yeah. Was it, was not, no, uh, Invasion of Body Snatchers was, you know what I'm talking about. Not Attack of right. the Clones. It's a stupid Star Wars movie. <laughs> Yeah, invasion. Right, invasion of the body snatchers. Right. That's, yeah. Attack of the clones. That's for you, Rick Shue. Yeah. If you guys would see, could see the, our names in this, our in our setup today for Zencaster, you'd see Rick Shue's name. <laughs> the legend. The legend that is Rick Shue. <laughs> All right, moving right along, we have a mo- a movie that's being moved, but not by too many days. Uh, Paramount has bumped up its nationwide release for the CG animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem from Friday, August 4th to Wednesday, August 2nd. Why? Lauer is very excited. You get to see it two days earlier. (laughs) Why they're doing it? I still don't know. Uh, I think Lauer had to be at some sort of uh, Batman book club conference. That's probably what it was. They moved it up. Yeah, I agree. Like, okay, Lauer, thanks for stopping by. Oh, wow. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I can't hey. believe you did that. Yeah, well, you know, the kids all hopped up on sugar running around. You got to give them some time. Or it's just, <laughs> he's like, like, okay, calm down, Ryan. Calm down. He's like, you know, he's like a little kid. He gets excited when he plays with the Holzimon. <laughs> We could do our own comic based off of the characters you've made us. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like Ryan Lauer having a conversation with Steve Helm? Like, okay. You two get away. It's like I can't I can't do this anymore. Like, separate. You both go to corners. Maybe they'll be on the show together. That'd be fantastic. If you had both of them on the show. Maybe. I mean, if Lauer wants to, you know, catch up on Gotham Knights, he can join us in our Gotham Knights finale show. That's true. That's a good point. We keep waiting for when they announce the mid-season break, like they famously do for all the CWs. But But I think for Gotham Knights, it's so popular, they're just going to run it through. I I think there's – wow, that's an interesting choice of words because I'm sure some people, after watching it, are going to want to run it through. Sure. Like this show's great. We gotta hop on social media and fight for it like everybody else. <laughs> okay. Well, we have some casting news. Uh and one is actually just an overarching story about the search for Superman, the new search for Superman. Uh we know that James Gunn Superman's legacy is written and they're beginning to start casting for it. Now they they have sources say that a certain group has kind of been has stood out from the rest, and they've submitted screen tests. Uh, David Cornsweet, who was in Pearl, Mia Goth, the one movie starting Mia Goth, uh, he is apparently the, one of the top contenders to play Superman. Now he's also the guy that everyone says looks exactly like Henry Cavill. Uh, so obviously, looks wise, he would fit. I think that would be so. That means cool. Superman Legacy is a prequel to Man of Steel. So that means no, don't metaverse. stop, stop. Stop. That means we're restoring this. We did it, guys. Our, our, our fan base, we fought hard online, and we got our, 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 our universe back. We did it. We did it. Oh, God. I knew you were going to go there. Anyway, uh, Jacob, Jacob E. Lordy, uh, who's from you guys, if you watch Euphoria, uh, I know he's one of the bad guys on Euphoria. He's also one of the people in running for Superman as well. 
As for Lois Lane, we have Emma Mackey, who is the star of one of the stars of the Netflix series Sex Education, and Rachel Brosnahan, who everyone should know as the marvelous Mrs. Mizell herself. Uh, she's actually been on – I've seen her on talk shows and people have asked her about Lois Lane and she hasn't really spoken about it. Hmm. Uh, she, she's the one that's – but she's the oldest one of the group. She's 32. Oh, so yeah. She's out. So <laughs> she has a, she could play younger, obviously, but that's one of the reasons people are throwing her name, saying maybe not. Uh, Phoebe Dinovor, I guess that's how you say it. Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> yeah, Phoebe Buffet from Bridgerton. She's also in the running. And Samara Weaving, who we all last saw on Scream 6, getting butchered in the alley. <laughs> She's another uh, one who's in the running for Lois Lane. So I like all of those choices for the females. I'm partial to David Cornsweet for Superman. Uh, another actor who was rumored that people thought was for Superman was Nicholas Holt, but apparently he's more for he's being earmarked for Lex Luthor. If that so, Pete, we might be getting yet another. We already one. know what Holt looks like bald, so this might be a, you know he might have the advantage here, right? Right from his time at Man Max. Right. So, are you um, familiar with any of the names you mentioned outside of Holt? No. Okay. Who is who is the final girl you mentioned for Lois? The, was she the professor Samara girl? Weaving? What girl was she in Scream? She's the first one in Scream. That was she's Scream the professor six. who got killed in the yes, beginning, who got killed right? in the alley. Yes. Yeah. Is that her real accent? Yeah. No, she's British. She is British. Yeah. So well, she had the accent in the movie. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Brits can play Americans. They can do the accent really well. So that's interesting. Um, she'd have to get a dye job. She was blonde, right? Yes. So we'll see. Um, I don't really outside of Holt. I don't know anybody except okay. for the girl who got killed in Scream. Uh, but Holt, that's a, that's a good. I never would have thought of that. Never would have thought of that. But I like it. I like it. I'm I'm trusting James Gunn in casting here. Well, I of if I had to choose, Corn Sweat for me would be Superman. Uh, I just is that the Cavill guy? Yes, he looks. Yeah, smart. we gotta connect this back to Man of Steel. So, <laughs> well, that that's funny when you talk to people about it. He's like, he looks too much like Cavill. I'm like, so what? Like, what is that? Why does that even factor in? Who cares? Cavill's look was not the reason why he didn't. He wasn't a good Superman. That's no, one of the reasons. Talk <laughs> right, like pretty much. They didn't give a much. They didn't give a much of a personality. That's what it was. After Man of Steel, his lines were very limited, and yeah. that includes both versions of Justice League. Yeah, so I mean, what I don't understand that. Um, Elordi would be fantastic. He's really good in Euphoria, uh, so that'd be he'd be fine. Everyone's as well. good on that show. Everyone loves that show. So it's a like, great show. When you mention someone cast from that show, like I don't know who that guy is, but I know everyone loves that show, and I know everyone loves Zendaya in that show. That's yes. basically why I hear about it all the time. So I'm like, well, if you've got this, if you got a good actor on a great show, chances are he knows his shit and he can do anything. So I'm all for it. I agree. Uh, Gunn is very, uh, he says it's very important to him. He completely relates to him because he's everything I am, which I think is very high praise for, for saying that for somebody. Like I would never say I'm very much like Superman, but. Hey, he feels he feels he is so. Yeah, I was like, you're not like Superman, bro. <laughs> he's yeah, like, I'm, was, he's an alien. I'm an alien. Like, you're not an alien. Stop it. <laughs> you just right, have he, a weird haircut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he tried to say the whole outsider thing. Like he was an outsider. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get but it. Like, I would never not, make that. Dude, you're not really an outsider. You're just a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I, I would never make that comparison and say I'm like super red. That's just way too high of a bar. I just think the whole like I'm an outsider, like that whole like comparison, like you stop, I was like go outside, meet a friend. You're not an outsider. People like what you like. 
Like you go to a comic book store, there's tons of people there who like your stuff. Just talk to somebody. Stop it. You don't isolate yourself. You're not an outsider. There's, there's people out there who like your shit, man. Yeah. I, I, God's I, honest truth, man. Like how many friends have we made who have similar to us that we found on Twitter? There's just go out there and find somebody and have a conversation. It's true. You're not really an outsider. It's true. He's definitely not anymore. Maybe he was no, at one time. Not. He's definitely not anymore. So, all right. We have another one more bit of actual casting news, uh, which I think is weird, but I don't know what they're doing here. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who obviously played Mordo in uh, Doctor Strange, he is going to be joining up with Tom Hardy in Venom 3. Oh my God, Mordo is in Venom 3. It's really connected. You had Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and you have Mordo and Venom. Crossover. I See, that's what I was thinking, honestly. I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't lying. Like that's what I was saying. like, are they really going to do that? Uh, I don't know. So, Sony would, Marvel would not. Like Marvel's like they, they, they do stuff over there. Yeah. <laughs> Sony's like, look, we made another crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So he's a fantastic actor. So adding him to the cast of Venom Three can only help the movie. Now, depend. We have to see if the story. Venom Three's made some, and they also got uh, Fabian Wagner as their cinematographer. So, uh, yep. Fabian from Justice League fame. Um, yep. he's gonna, he's gonna shoot the movie. So the, at least they're in good hands behind the lens. Got the writer's strike can only be helping Venom 3. <laughs> the writer's strike can only be benefiting that movie. Well, Tom, Tom Hardy also put like, didn't he release a photo of the script? I think he did. Is it blank? <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know how far along they are in that, but yeah, I don't know. Venom 2. God bless you, Nico. You have a good soul. Venom 2 was rough. That's rough, man. That was rough. I really wanted to like that movie. I had more I, I had more fun with Venom 2 than I did with the first Venom, but I still don't I, like either. That first Venom movie, it's really weird, man. I have grown to love that movie. It's not great, but it's really entertaining. It's a really good, like, 2002 sci-fi superhero movie. Yeah. That's what everyone yeah. said. Like, if it came out in the early two thousands, like it's it's it would have been it's it's just fun. That one would have worked better with Raimi Spider Man. That Venom, this Venom, that one would have worked better with that version of Spider Man, in my opinion. So, it's got that same kind of, it's got Raimi's feel to I, it. If you maybe kind of. I like the origin of Raimi's Venom a lot more than the origin of this Venom. So maybe there's like a hybrid somewhere out there between oh, the I two. I just hate Topher Grace. I really just don't like him. I don't mind Topher Grace at all, actually. I just, oh, that's so terrible. That's He was so bad. That was, oh God, I don't want to talk about that movie. That was one of my more disappointing movie going experiences with Spider-Man 3. I've, I've gotten a lot softer on Spider-Man 3. Over the years, I used to not like it a lot, but I've really kind of grown to really enjoy it. And it's a really nice farewell for Harry. Yeah, that part's probably. It's a good Harry part. Peter story, in my opinion. The Gwen Stacy stuff's a little rushed. The Venom stuff is a little rushed. But the Harry, the love triangle works really well, if you ask me. No, it's not even like a love triangle, but just like that friendship triangle between the three of them. Yeah, I mean, that the way it did end that story, that they're which is really what the first three films is about. Which I think kind of goes back to Raimi and how good of a director he is. I think, I think he salvaged a lot of that film. 
I think a lot of it's his fault, like the Venom stuff he didn't care about really, and you could kind of tell it's not really his jam. But I, I think if you put if that movie was directed by a lesser director, it would have been a huge, huge mess. Mm, just now, I just think it's a miss. You know, keep keep the lesson should always be to keep Avi Arad away from <laughs> from these films because I wish I had Avi's bank account. He's just that's the reason why Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man Two, is so bad. He I wanted wish, all of that. I stuff. wish he I could fail upwards like Avi. <laughs> I wish I could fail. You're, you're right. I, I wish I could do. Like, there's some producers in Hollywood that just fail up, and you're like, "How'd you do it? I know. <laughs> how did you? How did I fail at life? It's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's it's a crazy thing. But well, we've come to the end of the line on this one. You know what that means? What does that mean? It's Ooxus, baby. We've reached the entrance. The gates of Apocalypse are going to open and he's going to welcome us home. Okay, but first let everyone know where they can talk to you about this. <laughs> if you want to engage me in my demented Ooxesian theories and conspiracies, you can follow me on social media. That's at Pete Illustrated on Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, MySpace, LiveJournal, AIM and Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero. <laughs> I'm all over the place, baby. I'm oxygen out. Um, if you like Hasbula, check out my Instagram page. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. Um, check out uh, the Batman Book Club. I'm there monthly uh, with Mr. Ryan Lauer, who loves cereal. Uh, check out the Italian Spider-Man Coalition at Italians for Spidey on Twitter. That's uh, a, a side show I do with Nicholas and Nico Caruso. That's a lot of fun. We just talk Spider-Man stuff over there. Um, at Team Yellow Oval is getting really exciting because Kid's back, baby. He's here. The GOAT, the real Batman. Come on, let's get with it already. Uh, and don't forget, Batman 89, huge hit back in the day. Huge hit. Um, I'm all over BatmanOnFilm.com and Batman on Film YouTube. Uh, I'm just like, I'm having a ball, baby. And, uh, you know, maybe the Yankees will get on track. Aaron Boone got suspended. I was happy. Uh, you know, let's, let's see what happens. And, uh, oh, uh, Eric's favorite cornerback, cornerback and his favorite quarterback also share a Sue Storm connection that, uh, I think he'll tell you about in a little bit. You mean sauce? Is that who I said? It's, yeah, they sh- quarterback and quarterback share a Sue Storm connection. Yes. This is an interesting story, actually. <laughs> so we saved it for the end. We saved it for Eric's post credit scene. Yes. So as you guys know, uh, I talk about I'm a Knicks fan. So this all happened at Madison Square Garden. Uh, <laughs> so Sauce Gardner, who's the who's the Jets' number one pick last year, also def- NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, was at the Knicks game with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, they had an encounter with Jessica Alba, and Sauce Gardner did not know who she was, <laughs> which is ridiculous because she's like insanely hot. <laughs> yes, he had no idea who she was. Um, so Aaron Rodgers apparently was picking her brain, picking Sauce Gardner's brain about. Uh, Jessica Alba, and he was like, "Well, um, what's her name?" He asked. He asked Aaron Rodgers what her name is, what her name was, and it's kind of funny. Like <laughs> the story's kind of funny, but um, they wound up talking, obviously. And she said that uh, he was a very sweet guy, and but he had no idea who she was. So then Aaron Rodgers gifted him with Sue Storm cleats. Yes, yes, he did. He gave him Sue Storm. 
and Honey, actually, from the movie Honey. <laughs> because that's who he did. Like, this whole story goes, uh, Sauce didn't know that she was the same person who was in Honey. I don't know if anyone has ever seen that movie. It's kind of bad, actually. But uh, I've never seen it, no. Yeah, she's a, she's a dance instructor in in the Bronx, I believe. Mackay Pfeiffer's in it. I've seen it. It's I love Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, but uh, so is Bow Wow, I think. I think oh, God, that means it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was an interesting story uh, that, that happened. But it's just crazy. it was crazy to read that he didn't know who she was, like you said, especially since she's so damn hot. Uh, I bet you she knows who Eric Holzman is. She might now. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God, champion of Long Island? I've been trying to meet him. I would try to go to Islander games, but I'd never find him. You guys would never see me again if if I, <laughs> I got to meet Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba's like, where's the Holzman? I've been trying to catch you. Can you imagine Jessica Alba running around Long Island trying to catch Holzman? Oh man, she's I love that Holzimon is taken off. I think Holzy Holzimon might be my greatest invention. Holzimon go, yes. Holzimon go. <laughs> so right, but right now I'm gonna go and tell you where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. As I mentioned, I, I'm a Knicks fan. I do a Knicks show every Wednesday night called All Nicked Up. So if you're interested in getting at me about that, it's at all underscore nicked underscore up. I do that show with my buddy Ty. Uh, we talk about the Knicks every week. You still doing it in the off season? Yeah, we might do it every, like we're doing this now. We might do it every two weeks instead of every week because there's less to talk about. But uh, yeah, we're still going to continue it. Just wait till free agency, I guess. Yeah, free agency is coming up, so we'll do that. Um, as Pete mentioned, interact with us guys on Facebook and the Straight Out of Gotham group and the show page. Uh, the group we just where we interact with all our fans. We love talking to you guys a lot of people uh, have been joining lately yes yes numbers been, been going up there's been very good conversations over there as well uh matt putz recently put up a um a question about indiana jones the indiana jones 5 which are like hype level for indiana jones 5 so if you guys are on the oh i'm hyped that, i'm yeah. pumped so i love in there and add to the conversation it was very good very productive conversation uh have a good time over there talking with you all and interacting with you guys there don't forget if you want to be on Straight Outta Gotham, send us your uh, audition tapes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess it is. It's an audition tape. <laughs> send us your audition tapes. Tell us why you like the show. Uh, you know, make fun of us if you want to. If it's clever and funny, we'll... Uh, <laughs> but we, you can never have been on the show and you don't. You can't have a podcast. You have to actually be just a listener. Yes. Yeah, so if you already have a podcast... So sorry. Steve Helms out. So, but he's only been... He's never been on this show. He's been on your Star Wars show, and we're planning yeah. on doing a show later with him. He's out, but he can't. He hasn't been on this show. He's got enough FaceTime under our logo, <laughs> and he gets he gets a whole, he pops in whenever he wants. So Steve's out. Okay, Steve sorry, gets a lot Steve. of love. Steve's out. Sorry, Steve. We're gonna have you on anyway, but sorry. Yeah, Steve. He's like, he, you're doing our Gotham Knights. Back. You're doing our Gotham Knights recap, so you'll be there. He's so. basically our intern. But he's basically <laughs> the Gotham Knights correspondent. Yes, that's basically he's what he is. He's, <laughs> our, he's our man in the street. <laughs> basically, yes. He's already uh, a part of the show. He can't, he's out. Yeah, sorry, Steve. You can't submit. But any of the rest of you who have, haven't been on the show, who don't have a podcast of your own. We're and basically you waiting for Jacob Miller. Yes. Waiting for Jacob Miller's audition tape. And we want, and you guys want to actually test this out too. Maybe some of you do want to do and you don't know about it yet. You're not sure how you'd be on air. Send us your stuff. Send us your audition tape. Again, make it funny. Make it interesting. Uh, 
be yourself though at the end don't don't put yeah. on a show i mean if you want to do an impression of me go for it yeah uh, just don't i we will be able to tell immediately if it's not who you really are so uh just be yourselves and we uh let's see how it goes and we'll pick a winner maybe multiple winners maybe we'll do first second third and then have you guys on in, in different weeks we'll see how this works out but it's something fun pete and i want to uh give back a little bit so it'll be a fun little thing for us to do so get those in oh garrett's out too by the way <laughs> he never been he does he does the Batman well, on film he, he, he does his own podcast sorry he's got yeah, multiple yes yep he does a he does a you have no idea how good that felt to say <laughs> i don't understand this whole thing but it's fine I'm, I'm just along for the ride i guess that's it just just ride along <laughs> all right so we're gonna wrap this one up so pete unless you have anything else Oaks. All right. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Out of Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!